Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, let's stand and worship the Lord today.
God, sometimes it's so overwhelming. Uh, we sing to you and we think of our families. We think of all that you've done for us and we're grateful. Oh man, I, sometimes it's, I, it's beyond words for me I, and I don't know what to say and I don't know what to sing and I don't know what to pray. All, all I know is just to be thankful. And God, um, I pray today from Hopevale, you receive a grateful heart. God, you've done so much in the life of this body, of this church, and the purpose of what you've sent us to do here in these days. And God, as we start off a 2018, um, may you find us having grateful hearts that are stunted um, and, and just halted for words and that are forced to just live a life that responds to your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, for these moments where we can really just declare that your praise will ever be on our lips and moments that just come to church to be reminded that you are God and that you are so powerful and so inspiring. So thank you, God, for these moments. We treasure them. In Jesus' name, we all pray and say, amen. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad you're here, everybody. So good to see you. Um, hey, while you're standing for a moment, um, see some people around you, say hi, tell them Happy New Year. We'll see you back in a moment. Hey, good morning and happy new year, Hopevale. Boy, are we awake? I'm still suffering the, like the post-new year hangover kind of a thing happening. I hope not, but uh, hopefully we're beyond that. Um, happy new year. Yeah. I'm excited to have you here. We're excited to have you here. I hope that you're excited to be here with us this morning to, to worship together. Uh, what a great opportunity as we enter 2018. Uh, I am Pastor Steve. I am your Bay City campus pastor. And uh, thank you. Thank you. We've got a special day in store. We're going to talk a little more about Bay City. Um, we're take, taking our next steps next week. We'll get to that in a little while. But First off, I want to extend a special welcome. If you're here for the very first time today, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you feel loved and cared for. Uh, if you need some more information about Hopevale, please visit the Welcome Center uh, right in the center of our lobby. Um, next week, a couple of great things. As we kick off the new year, a couple of great things happening. If you are new here to Hopevale, want to know more about Hopevale, what we've got going on, how can you fit, how you can get plugged in to life here at Hopevale Church, uh, we have a class called Get to Know Hopevale. It's a great opportunity, 12.30 next Sunday. Don't tell everybody, but there's a free lunch, okay? There are free lunches out there. This is one of those opportunities. Feel free to join us. There's more information. You can sign up if you'd like in the Welcome Center as well. Also kicking off next week in a whole slate of new growth classes. So be sure to look at your bulletin, visit the information desk, Grab some information, a great way to go a little deeper to gain some more knowledge and understanding about Jesus and what he has in store for us as we take our, our walk with him through life. As part of our worship this morning and every week, uh, we have the opportunity to give back to the Lord a portion of what he's blessed us with. And so as we get ready to head into our offering, I just want to simply say thank you for being a generous church. Uh, this body is so generous in so many ways. And I'm not just talking about financial resources. I'm talking about your time, your energy, your efforts, uh, just how you pour into other people. It's so uh, incredible to be part of a, of a generous group of individuals. And, and that shows. It shows uh, both by the number of people in this room right now, but it also shows through the impact that we have 
uh, outside of these walls as well. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward and let's pray for our offering today and that God would use that. Father God, we thank you uh, for today. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together in this place. God, we thank you for a new year. We look back and we can reflect on things that have happened in 2017 and we can look ahead at what you have in store for us. And Father, we know that your desire is to, to walk closely with us and to have us walk closely with you. So Father, as, as we come through these doors today, may we just engage in a worshipful attitude and spirit with you. Father, would you meet us right where we're at? God, no matter what's going on in our life, good or bad, great or sad, excitement or disappointment, God, would you meet us? Would you care for us? Would you minister to our hearts today? And Father, would you be pleased in return with our worship to you because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords and you're the creator of this universe. So Father, today, we just say we love you and we thank you for what you've done for us. And Father, we ask that you would take the gifts that you've blessed us with that we're giving to your kingdom, to do your work, to expand that kingdom, to minister to children, to minister to adults and teens. God, would you take these gifts and use them, multiply them, help us to sow into the lives of others, that they would know and follow you. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Steve. You know, um, so my name is Billy. I'm the worship pastor here. And, um, you know, recently I was reading uh, Malachi 3.7. It says, these are the words of the Lord. It says, return to me and I will return to you. And so you've decided to return to this building today if you've been coming here for some time. And like Steve said, if it, if it is your first time uh, here today, there's something that propelled you to return to something of the things of God. So all throughout scripture that we're reminded that there's a sort of a, an intense uh, turning back to God in any revival and any, uh, in any group or any individual's heart. So why not that be today? Why not that be a day where we say, God, I need you in my life and I want you in my life and I want to be with you and live with you and serve you in a way that just makes you proud. And so uh, we've got this song we're going to sing while we give. It's a song we know very well. Uh, but I wonder if we sing it with a heart that says, God, I'm coming back to you today. And uh, would, you, would you bless me in my new year and the way that I serve you and live for you? Take us in, Mark.
that's our prayer. Um, we reach out to you today in a way to where we say we love you and we need you and there's none above you. And um, we pray that your glory will continue to be shown here in this place today. And God, we ask the blessing of your Holy Spirit on Pastor Dan as he prepares to come and speak and that the words of his mouth will give you praise. We pray this as a church together and say, amen. God bless you, gang. You may be seated. We came to Hopewell 21 years ago. It was the fall of 1996, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. When we got to Hopewell, I think the church was meeting at Shattuck. We were in the 600s attendance-wise. I came as an associate pastor. And it was a big stretch for us back then, wasn't it? to come here. Yeah. 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 So you knew Michigan, but I had never been in Michigan right. before, but um, it was it was a big hop for us here. But God had better things in right. mind, right? Things that we couldn't even begin to imagine. Good morning, Hopevale. Good morning, Hopevale. Good morning, Hopevale. Hey, good morning, Hopevale.
journey from Shattuck Road to Center and to the Blossie was incredible. And I feel like this has been a journey of watching God do amazing things over and over again. And to be honest, that's what excites me about Bay City. I think God has even more amazing things that he's gonna do through this church. I love the staff team that God um, has brought to us. So many um, gifted and passionate people on our staff team. They are really, really followers of Jesus Christ. They want to follow and serve Him more than anything. And we are so grateful for that. And the staff team, I love too, mirrors really our congregation. We talk about Hopevale being a multi-generational church. Yeah. And so both in our church, on our staff, like you said, gifted, passionate for the Lord, men and women, all ages, all stages of life. And I love that diversity and how God blends it together by His Holy Spirit to really make a difference in so many people's lives. And it really is a blast to be a part of. I still think of Joshua 3.5, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. To see the enthusiasm in people's hearts for this new work, because it truly is a step of faith. We don't know what it's gonna look like, but we know God's in it, and if He's in it, then great things are gonna happen. Wow. Wow, it's great to share that video with you, the, the journey that God has taken our church on over the years, even with some of that footage from when we were worshiping two miles down the road back at our Shattuck Road campus. I'm just curious, how many of you were part of Hope L back when we were on Shattuck? Raise your hands. Okay, a lot of you, you know what it's like, and many of you have joined the ride since then. But, it, you know, it's been a journey, not just of the last several years, it's been a journey over these last several months. It was just last September when I stood before you and told you about our vision to begin a Hope L Church in Bay City in 2018. And guess what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. By the grace of God, it's going to happen. All the praying and the planning, all the sacrificing, all the serving, the Lord has used all of it to turn this vision into a reality. Incredible. And you know, one of the key pieces of this step of faith has been our Christmas outreach offering. You know, we've been doing this for several years now, but this past year we did something different, right? Not only did we start earlier than we normally do, beginning back in mid-October, but we also set a goal that's something we had never done before. And so our target to take this huge step of faith was $350,000, which was over double of our biggest year ever. Well, the results are in for 2017, and I'm pleased to announce that because of your generosity, your sacrificial spirit, the total amount given to our Christmas outreach offering um, is the mind-blowing record-shattering amount of $345,230. Yeah, I, I'm speech. It's, it's yay God and, and way to go church. You know, a few months ago when the board met and we initially set this $350,000 goal, I, I got to admit, I wasn't sure we'd even come close, all right? So there's some great pastoral faith for you, right? 
you know, we weren't even talking about getting into the 200,000s, but, you know, leapfrogging that and getting into the mid 300,000s, and, and it seemed like such a stretch, so it's just incredibly humbling to stand up here before you and share that such great news. God is certainly in this thing, and he is worthy of praise for his gracious and abundance provision. It says a lot about you as a church as well, your willingness to sacrificially give to God's kingdom work. It's honoring to him, and I, I'm going to guarantee it is going to bless many other people as well who even, who even aren't part of Hope L right now. Bless them in the name of Jesus. And so because we've reached our goal, we'll have the funds this year to continue ministry projects locally and globally beyond the four walls of our church like we've done before. It also means we'll cover all our needed upfront purchase money to start Hopewell Church in Bay City, as well as we're going to be able to fund the first year of ministry expenses there. So again, thank you. Right? Thank you for giving. Thank you for jumping in. And here we are, you know, excited, celebrating this new chapter in our church's history. We turn the page from 27 here we are, January 7th, 2018. And just think about it. This time, next week, seven days away, there's going to be a group of you gathering for worship 14 miles up the road at John Glenn High School. It's exciting, but it's scary. It means that you're going to leave this physical place, a special place for you. It's a place where you have met with the living God. It's a place where you have grown in your faith. It's a place where you've had incredible spiritual moments meeting with your Savior. And not only that, but you're going to be saying goodbyes as well. Goodbyes to people who are staying here in Saginaw. Now, of course, it doesn't mean that you're not going to ever see them again. You will, but let's face it. It means that some of those relationships are going to change. They're going to feel different. It's going to be hard. And by the way, that same relational dynamic holds true with those of us staying here, right? Changes for us as well. Some goodbyes we'll say to those who are going on to Bay City. And so when you think about all that change, when you think about all that newness, it's easy to get a little cold feet in a moment like this. Well, actually, this past week, I think we've all had cold feet, right? Um, Seriously, though, when you come to a major life transition like this, you, you have this mixture, this mixture of excitement and fear. Excitement and fear, and it's normal, you know, and even as I say that, I think of our son Scott, who just this past week moved from Washington, D.C. to Chicago, left a job he liked in a city he loved to try something new, to do something different, and as Kathy and I talked with him over Christmas break, this past week about how he was feeling this huge transition. You know, we heard the excitement and we also sensed the uncertainty, right? These moments we all have at transitional points in our life where we doubt, where we question, where we wonder, am I doing the right thing? And I share that story because experiences like this are common to all of us. They are, right? From graduating school taking a new job, getting married, emptying the nest, leaving here and going to Bay City. Life is full of transitions. And let's face it, this is a big one for us as, our ch as a church in our 58 plus years of existence. We've never done this before. 
Never. And yet in all the excitement, and I hope you're excited, I'm sure there's some fear. You know, it's natural to be afraid of the new, the uncertain, and the unknown. But you know, the good news is this, that our God is the God of transitions. He's the God of transitions. He's not only the Lord of life and the Lord of death, but he's also Lord over every major transition we go through in life. He's there, he's with us, and he is in control. And that's true today in 2018, just as it's been true throughout the generations of those who've gone before us. And so in light of that, in light of the moment we find ourselves in today, I want to look at a passage in the Bible. I want us to be encouraged about another very significant time of transition for the people of God. And as we do, I believe we're all going to find direction for our own lives as we step out in faith towards what God is calling us to do. The passage is found in the Old Testament book of Joshua, chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. This is a story that takes place some 3,400 years ago. It's after the children of Israel have left the bondage of slavery in Egypt, and for 40 years, as they're making their way to the promised land, God's people wandered through the wilderness, wandering often because of the disobedience towards the Lord, the disobedience they showed toward his chosen leader, Moses. And by the time you get to the book of Joshua. The journey is almost over. Chapter 1 begins where the children of Israel find themselves standing on the eastern bank of the Jordan River, and just on the other side is the Promised Land. Now talk about a significant historical moment. Their parents, their grandparents, generations before them had been longing to see these promises of God come true. And now the time had come. The time had come for them to take this step of faith. And yet as they look to the other side, fear, hesitancy, uncertainty over what awaited them in the unknown. Not only that, but Moses the one who had led them out of Egypt, out of the bondage of slavery, toward this moment, he was gone. He's passed away, and now his younger successor, Joshua, is in charge. Again, another transition, another unknown. So what does our God, the Lord over all our transitions, say to us in this moment? Well, I want us to look at three specific verses. And as we do, I think God's going to show us how we can find success as we walk through major transitions in life. And that's true whether it's something you're going through personally or it's what we're doing together as a church here, especially for those of you who are going to be a part of starting a new Hopewell Church in Bay City. So pay attention and be encouraged. Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. This is what the Lord says to his people. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. And so for us as a church, for those of you going to Bay City, as you leave this place and begin a new adventure, here's the first thing you need to do. Be obedient to God. Be obedient to God. If you're going to experience success there, and that success as God defines it, then you need to walk in obedience to him and his word. Now, don't be put off by the word obedience, right? I know that we all have this rebellious reflex in us, right? That wants to be in charge, that doesn't want to take orders from anyone else. But here's what you need to know about obedience. God always has our best in mind. 
When we read in his word and he tells us what to do, he always has our best in mind. Now, for the children of Israel, it was the law of Moses, the Torah, the first five books of our Old Testament. But for today, for us as Christians under a new covenant, we have it even better. We have the wisdom of Jesus. We have the instruction of the apostles. And every command, every prohibition we're given in it is for our best. Even those times when we don't quite know what it means for us, even when it doesn't make sense, even if we don't feel like doing it at the time, God always has our best in mind. And because he's God, he always knows what's best, not us. That's why we need to pay attention. That's why the Lord says, be very careful, right? Give energy to this. First commitment, not an afterthought. So that as you walk in my ways, you're not even veering slightly to the right or to the left. No, obedience, it's for our best. And obedience is the way we tell Jesus that we love him and that we are grateful for all that he's done for us. In John 14, 15, Jesus says this, very simple, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. Don't just talk the talk. Don't just feel the feels, but walk the walk. Keep his commands. And so if this thing is going to take off, we truly want to see success, experience God's blessing as we take this step of faith toward Bay City, then we need to be obedient to God. That's the first. Here's the second. Let's move on. Verse 8. The Lord says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, then you will be prosperous and successful. And so if we want to find success as we move through this transition, we not only need to be obedient to God, but we also need to be reverent before God. Reverent before God. Now, in some ways, this verse reads a lot like the previous one, but as I went through it this week, what struck me is how comprehensive it is. Right? Take a look at, at what it says here, right? Keep this book of the law sometimes, no, always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. See, reverence for God isn't just about going to church on a Sunday, as good as that is. It isn't just about how passionate we feel once we get here. No, true reverence before God extends to how we think, to how we act, to how we live all throughout our week. Always. You know, for many of you here, this verse should bring to mind our 168 push from a year ago. Remember that 168, that 168 is the number of hours in a week that God gives us? 168, and that the more we understand God's will for our life as believers in Jesus Christ, we see that the Christian faith isn't just meant to be lived out for one hour on a Sunday. You know, it's a mindset that many of us had growing up and how we thought about church. But no, Jesus, knowing him personally, following him fully, it's supposed to happen every hour of our week, every area of our life. 168. And by the way, that should be a joy, not a burden. A joy, not a burden. See, what Jesus does for us, what the good news of his gospel empowers us to do, takes this idea of 168 and turns it from a have to into a want to. What a mind-blowing concept, right? For those of us stuck in rule-keeping religion, right? From a have to to a want to. And so we keep God's word front and center in our lives, not because we're trying to earn some religious brownie points with God or we're trying to make sure he's not ticked off at us, no, we do it from a place of joy. We do it from a place of gratitude. Why? Because God loves us. Because Jesus has freed us and because the Holy Spirit empowers us 
to live that way. And so whether it's going to Bay City, whether it's us moving through any other major life transition, be reverent before God. Live in such a way that his word, his will, his ways are always up here in our heads, in here in our hearts, and out here through our hands and the way we live. Be obedient to God, be reverent before God, and then finally, be confident in God. Be confident in God. Take a look, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, the Lord says. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. This is something the Lord repeats to Joshua to his people over and over again. Don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. You know, and I read those words and I go, yeah, that sounds great, but how's that really supposed to happen? You know, so often in life, and I'd include our move to Bay City up here, you know, we get these transitional moments, right, filled with excitement and fear. We know we need to be strong. We know we need to be courageous. We try to muster that up on our own. We have people telling us, you can do it. You're great, you're special, right? This is gonna happen. But here's the thing, self-confidence only gets you so far. Self-confidence can't stand up to the weight of uncertainty. It can't protect us from bouts of anxiety and fear, and those bouts will come. I mean, if it, if it feels like it's up to us, if we feel like we're in this transition alone, there's going to come that time when we cave, when we buckle, because the moment's too big for us. And sometimes all it takes is one mistake, one word of criticism, one failure, and our courage melts away completely. That's who we are. It's who we are as fallen flawed and finite human beings. But that's also why God makes this promise at the end of verse 9. Changes everything. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Let that sink in, right? It is the power, it is the promise of God's presence with you and the promise of God's power for you. Wherever you go, whether you're staying in Saginaw, whether you're headed to Bay City, you need to know that the Lord your God will be with you everywhere, always and forever. And so because of that promise, you can be confident in him. So how do we find success in our transitions? Be obedient to God. Be reverent before God. Be confident in in God, because he will be with you every step of the way. This is how we walk with God through the major transitions of life that we face. Now, I'm going to bring Pastor Steve up here in a moment, and we're going to talk a little more about Bay City, but before we do, I want to share one last thought. You know, this promise of God's presence with us isn't just limited to the Old Testament, isn't just limited to the story of Joshua. No, we see it in the New Testament. We see it in the life of Jesus. We see it in that key transitional moment after the resurrection when he's about to ascend back into heaven. That just as the Lord gave his missional assignment to Joshua and the people of God, Jesus does the same with his disciples and the church. And so this is what he says, Josh, uh, Matthew chapter 18. Sorry, Matthew 28, verse 18. This is what Jesus says. And Jesus came to them and said, speaking to the disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go and make disciples. See, that's what Bay City is all about. That's what our church is all about. Go and invite people to know and follow Jesus with us. See, it's not just their mission 2,000 years ago, it's our mission today, that as the church, as this community of grace and truth, Jesus calls us to go 
and make disciples. He goes on, verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. Now look at this. What does Jesus say? And surely, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. There it is, once again, the promise of God's presence. The Lord Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God, the Savior of mankind, looks, us up, looks at us in this vital transitional moment in all our fear and all our excitement, and he says, I will be with you always. Always. And so because of that promise, here's my parting word for those of you going to Bay City. Be confident in Jesus as you go and make disciples of Jesus because he will be with you always. Find your confidence in Jesus as you go and make disciples of Jesus because he will be with you always. Go. Go to Bay City. Go and make disciples. Go and invite others to know and follow Jesus with you. And as you do, go in confidence because Jesus is going to be with you every step of the way. Amen? Amen. Pastor Steve, come on up. You know, I, <laughs> we've talked about this moment. Yeah. And it's like, it's here. <laughs> it's, it's here. It's here. And uh, like I said, in a week, you and, and the Corps are going to be going to Bay City. But before we get there, why don't you um, flash back to the last few months? You know, you guys have been worshiping, meeting in the venue. You've been meeting with leaders. We had that worship night in, in Bay City at John Glenn in December. And paint the picture for the rest of us who haven't been a part of that of what the last few months have been like. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a, a start of a journey, yeah. right? And... Um, part of a process, and we've been doing real church yeah. just down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a great opportunity for us to start to grow together as, as a body. Uh, so we've had, uh, we've got over 200 core individuals, Dan, both that wow. are kind of committed to going to Bay City, some of those uh, for a temporary basis of a year just to serve, others like we're going to making this home. So that group has started to grow together, to start to develop relationships together. We've learned that we can do church uh, yeah. through video. And uh, we've also learned that whenever you mention Bay City from right here, there's usually a pretty good uh, ring hootin in the and room. Yeah. And there's a little hooting and hollering happening. And so that, that, it just brings joy and excitement to see people that are excited uh, about what's in front of us and what's going to happen down the road. So that's been part of that journey. Um, we're developing teams. We're pulling teams together to facilitate ministry, uh, kids' ministry, uh, welcome ministry, so that we can create atmospheres and environments for others to know and follow Jesus. And so that's been part of the process the last couple of months. We're putting those teams together. We're growing. We're worshiping together. Um, the night of worship, you mentioned that. Yeah. Gosh, um, what an incredible opportunity. If you weren't able to be there, um, I, it, it was an amazing evening. Um, we were like physically in the space, right? Yeah, and, and you that, got that glimpse of what... That yeah. was what was really cool about it. I mean, it was... Yeah. Steph and Billy did an incredible job with the worship components of that, and we had a great time of prayer, but it, to physically be in that space, to see what it was going to feel like and what it could be like um, was, was really a, a neat opportunity. So that was, that was definitely one of those stepping stones and kind of a little mile marker, like, this truly can work yeah. and this can really happen. So. Yeah, well, I can tell you, having a front row seat, this guy has been working tirelessly along with many others and to even get us to this point. And it's clear that God's hand is upon Steve and upon this work. So as you look ahead, right? Yeah. Think about next week. What, what <laughs> excites you? I mean, seriously, maybe we need to step back from the details and just overall, I mean, what excites you about 
being part and leading this endeavor of a Hope L Church in Bay City? So first off, um, let me step back a step even maybe prior to that, okay. Dan, and just simply say, uh, you made the announcement about the Christmas outreach offering. I mean, what, what an incredible uh, opportunity to be a part of a body that is so generous yeah. and just so willing, like you said, to sacrificially give. And that helps paint the, that helps paint the picture and lay the groundwork for, for what I'm excited about because it's that generosity, it's that heart, it's, it's, it's that heart of each of you that are a part of that that are, are, are kind of paving the way. You're helping set the foundation for us to be able to go. And what excites me about that is that you're, you're in. You're yeah. committed to seeing what I want to see and what this group of individuals that are going to Bay City want to see. And that's truly others coming to know and follow Jesus. That's what I'm most excited about, that we get to take what we've learned here, to, to recreate the things that have happened here in Saginaw, uh, transplant that, so that people in Bay City, this, 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 not just as this core group, I mean, it's their friends, it's their families, it's their coworkers that we get to reach and create this faith community uh, that we get to pour into and see others walk closer to Jesus. But you know what? There's complete strangers that we don't even know yeah. right now, yeah. that maybe some of us have never even met, that we're going to have the opportunity to share Christ with them. And they're going to walk through the doors of a place that's maybe really familiar to them in a school, and we're going to be doing church on a Sunday morning. So, you know, in all of that excitement, um, there's part of me that's like, are we ready? Are we prepared? Sometimes I think it's like marriage or that first <laughs> child. Like, are you ever truly ready? Right. But this is the other part that excites me. And I think it's the, the piece that we've learned over the last couple of months. Um, God doesn't call us to be ready. When we step into a, a relationship with him, he's not saying, are you ready for this? He's saying, are you willing? Willing. That's are you nice. willing? So and it good. goes back to that obedient word, right? And so yeah. this group is willing. And that's yeah. the biggest thing that God has impressed upon my heart. We have a group of individuals who love Jesus in a deep, deep way. And they love others as well. And you, that's this body overall. And they're willing to step out and connect those two, Jesus and others. So, Well, and Steve, what really touches me too is that group, Is, is willing. I, you know, I, I tried to talk about this in the message that it's, it's, it's a hard move. It's, it's, it's to step away from here where you've built some roots, built some relationships, you've had moments with God. And that's, to me, what's really touching about this as well, you know. You mentioned that, Dan. It's, it's, um, it is. It's a little emotional yeah. in some ways. Yeah. We have individuals. Um, some of you have been here like almost 30 years, a part of Hopevale. And you're stepping out. You're taking a step of faith, leaving what's known, what's comfortable, uh, where you've grown, all the things that you mentioned earlier. We've got people that have been here less than two months. We've got some new faces that are coming through the doors already. Yeah. Uh, Jacob sitting right here in front row. Yeah. New face to Hopevale. Yeah. And we're going to go because we're willing. We're willing to be obedient and take the steps that God's calling us to. Good. And God's uh, begun to build a staff with you too, right? Yeah. And people so, you'll be ministering with. Yes. Yeah. So one of the other things very excited about, very thankful about, uh, obviously Stephanie has been on staff since October uh, in terms of the formal worship director position, was a part of the worship team here prior yeah. to that. Um, she's homesick this morning, so you can be praying for her. <laughs> she was here. I uh, got a touch of the flu. Um, so she's on board. Uh, obviously, you know, when you have stuff, Kyle comes in that package. And then also, uh, we've just hired a, a kids ministry director, Megan Thompson. Excellent. And so she's going to be helping spearhead that. We have, a, we have a, a great core of volunteers that are stepping up their game in a lot of ways when it comes to ministry. 
So talk about being excited. I'm excited to see how God develops the, the ministry and giftedness of people uh, that are, are stepping out as well, that are going to Bay City, and then also right here in Saginaw, because as many step out to go to Bay City, it's going to create those needs and those opportunities here for others to step up and start to do other ministry, maybe that they've not even thought of okay. uh, before. So Good. lots of things to be excited about. Good. And so the next four, walk us like through the next four weeks, right? January 14, 21, 28, and then Feb, February yeah. 4th, right? So um, the next three weeks, so the 14th, 21st, and 28th, we're, we're in what we're going to call soft launch. Okay. It's kind of the dry run, the practice run. Now, um, word is out in Bay City that, that Hopevale is starting a, a new location there. So we know that uh, there's a potential for new individuals to show up and to be a part of uh, our services on any given Sunday morning. But uh, this first three weeks is kind of that test run to work out all the kinks, make sure that we're prepared because uh, February 4th, uh, which happens to be Super Bowl Sunday, is our kickoff. There you go. Right? It's our kickoff. Good. So kind of tie those two things together. And I understand the, the Lions opening. didn't make it again this year, right? Yeah. Um, so that's the rumor on the street. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't want to disappoint anybody there here. But, uh, yeah. So that's the, next, that's the next four weeks. Great. We have a big uh, day next Saturday. We've got a training day. We're going to be at John Glenn High School. Uh, getting all of our equipment in, setting up, and, and preparing. And I noticed the display table out in the lobby, too, that you guys have for... Yeah, so this is what's interesting, Dan. I don't know how God moves and works all the time, but, you know, there may be people sitting here right now that have been on the fence, or they're kind of trying to figure things out, or maybe here for the very first time, checking out Hope Vale. But uh, we've got this little space set up out in the lobby that if people want more information about Bay City, what's happening, what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like, feel free to stop by grab some invitation cards. If you're going to Bay City, uh, you guys are best promotion and best publicity of a new location starting. So grab some postcards, invite friends, family, people that you know that direction to be a part of it with us. Right. How would you like us to pray for you guys? Wow, I've got the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I frequently say um, we will take all of the prayers that we can get. And so there's <clears throat> many things um, that start with Things like our supplies. So this week's a big week in terms of all the equipment that we've ordered. It's kind of all converging. Trailers are, uh, you know, on the final stages of being produced or have been. Our equipment that will help us transform John Glenn High School. It's all to be delivered this week. So there's a lot of things as we head towards okay. this next weekend. The need to just fall in place in a really good way. So there's all the equipment, the supplies, the technology that goes with all of that. There'll be people here uh, in this auditorium this week that are installing some other equipment okay. so that we can get the message to Bay City. So all those pieces. Um, the school, there's a lot of details that continue to unfold as we're going to share space and it's their space, right? And so sometimes you're stepping into spaces with teachers or whatever that are like, eh, I don't know about this, somebody coming in my classroom or whatever it might be. So just, just pray that the relationships there mm, would be strong and would be yeah. healthy and that, that we would be a light in that process to them because we want to minister to them along the way as well, right? right? right. Um, so there's the school portion. Our volunteers, I mentioned our teams, the people that are pulling together. Um, incredible opportunity. Some of them are being stretched. Some of them are going to step into ministry areas that they haven't had a lot of experience in. And so you know what? I'm like, let's go. Let's do it. Let's live it and learn it together 
And we're going to minister to families and to children and to, to those that are around us. So pray for our volunteers. Pray for our staff. We mentioned them earlier. Uh, but just that for spiritual protection, that God would be around them, that they would stay strong uh, spiritually, that we would be able to lead well. We want to be um, great leaders. We want to set the tone. And we want uh, to be in an environment, creating environments that um, we can all grow in and be nurtured well in. Uh, gosh, um, there's everything, Dan. There's, there's meeting space for worship rehearsals. Like I said, the list kind of goes okay. on. But um, we're still in need of a ministry coordinator. But most of all, that, that's all like, the de- it's all yeah, stuff. It's yeah. all the details, right? And most of all, I mean, our goal and our desire is that we want people to draw closer to Jesus. And so the biggest thing that you can pray for us is that we would always keep the main thing the main thing. So the things that you just shared about being obedient and reverent yeah. and, and honoring God's word, all of those things are so key because that's what we want to establish. We want to create an environment where people can encounter uh, Jesus, where uh, they are moved by the Holy Spirit to a place where they're going to walk in a deeper understanding of who he is that's and have so a great relationship so with good. that. So that's the biggest thing you can pray for us. I, I covet your prayers and ask for them frequently. Great. Well, uh, let's not just talk about prayer. Let's actually pray. Yeah. And so here's what we're going to do. Um, if you're part of the group that's going to Bay City, we would love for you uh, to come up front to the floor here, okay? We really, just as a way of commissioning you, of praying for God's blessing. Um, we're not going to stick a mic in front of your face <laughs> or anything like that, but we want to pray for you. So if you're part of that group, you know, come on up Don't forward here. Also, if you're a staff member, an elder, former elder, would love for you to come alongside them and pray with them as well, okay? I've also asked George Puya, who's one of our elders and is playing today, um, to be a part of this, this prayer time here. So go ahead. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a moment. Yes. Um, as we pray, I want the rest of you to stand as well. Let's do that. And, and as just a symbolic sign of support, if, if you feel comfortable doing this, just you know, put your hand out as if you're putting your hand on them, okay? Just you do that. Yeah. George is going to lead us out. Steve's going to pray, and I'm going to close. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we sang a prayer this morning. Show us your glory. Show us your power. And Lord, in ancient times, you had your glory in the tent of meeting. and You had your glory in the temple. But, but in these days, Lord, your glory is in the church. Yes, Lord. And we pray that your glory would be revealed at Hopevale Bay City. Yeah, Lord. That people who come into that sanctuary would not see John Glenn High School, but they would realize that they're in a holy place. Yeah. That's they've stepped from the kingdom of the world to the kingdom of God. Yes. I pray for favor for Pastor Steve and the staff that that people would just instinctively like them and want to be with them, and that there would be a level of trust uh, between visitors and the staff that that is beyond the natural, but that it would be your signature. And Lord, we sang, show us your power. And Lord, we do ask for your power. Yes, yes. 
that you would show your power, the ultimate power, the power to forgive sins, the power to save, the power to restore relationships, the power to turn the hearts of children back to their fathers, the power to build a community of grace and truth yes. in a new place. We believe you for these things. Believe. Father God, we thank you for your desire to have relationship with us, Lord. Father, for each one of us that are in this place and how you've drawn us to you or are drawing us to you. So Father, I just I lift uh, our staff. I lift Stephanie to you. I lift Megan to you. I lift... Uh, our team of volunteers to you, Lord. People who are taking steps of tremendous faith and having great courage and confidence and have willing hearts that are willing to go and to serve not just their own self-satisfying interests and needs, but the needs and interests of others. Father, would you help us all in this, this core group of individuals to to be a light for you, to create environments that are warm and welcoming, where people can encounter you in a real way, where they would walk out the doors of that place in a different way than they walked in. Yes. Father, would you grow each one of us to a deeper relationship ourselves with you? Father, help us to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves, and then to go. Father, I pray for Bay City. I pray for the surrounding area. I pray for, for fertile soil. I pray for soft hearts. I, prayed for, I pray for people that are searching and seeking and have even in some cases no clue, but that are drawn to you. Father, would, would your spirit start to work in the lives of others? Father, help us just to, to be the avenue. Help us to be the, the means to, to them coming to know you in a real and powerful way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Father, this is a holy moment. This is sacred ground. We realize that we, in some sense, are standing on our own banks of the Jordan River, ready to cross over. And you go with us. You go before us. And I pray for Steve. We pray for every person standing up front here that they would have a powerful, palpable sense of your presence with them, knowing that this is your work, Lord. And it's such an honor, it's such a privilege to serve you with this one life we're given, this one brief life on this earth that we're given to connect heaven to earth, to do the work of the kingdom. And Lord, that's true for those of us here in Saginaw. It's true for those going to Bay City, and it's true for the work that you have for us that we can't even begin to imagine that you want to do. We want to be obedient. We want to be reverent. We want to be confident in you, Lord, because you are with us always. So Lord, we pray for success as you define success. 
Not that our name would be lifted up. That's right. But that, God, you would receive all the glory yes, and that Lord. many, many would be blessed and brought into the kingdom through the power and the love and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This we believe. Hear our prayer, Lord. We trust in you and you alone. Praying all this in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. 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 Let's give these guys a hand again. Stay standing. You can go ahead and make your way uh, back to your seats. Um, As we close this service, we're going to sing a song that's been very special to us in the journey. Actually, Pastor Sam introduced it to us as a church this summer as part of our More Than a Song series. It became the theme song for our vision series this past fall. It was the closing song of our worship night at John Glenn in December. And what a way for us to look to God, to lean upon him in all his faithfulness towards us and to ask, to seek, to beseech, to request, to desire from the Lord that he would in his faithfulness do it again. Billy, the team, take us away.
armor still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness I'm still in your hands This is my confidence Never fail oh. armor still stands Great is your faithfulness That's our God, a God who is always faithful, even in those major transitions in life that scare us to death, that we don't think we can be strong, we don't think we can be courageous, but the power and the promise of God's presence goes with us always and forever. Amen. Amen. Next week, we'll begin a new series. We'll talk about change, but as you go from here, may you go in the faithfulness of our God. God bless you.